Welcome to another episode of Slide Between the Pages with your hosts, Beck and Amanda. This podcast is dedicated to our love of sexy, spicy, dark and gritty romance novels. Please be warned that our episodes are explicit and do contain spoilers. If you have any triggers, please check each book we recommend before you read them. Otherwise, hang on tight and enjoy the ride. Friends, welcome back to another episode. Today, we have the brilliant, the wonderful Heather along with us. Welcome, what Heather. Name. What an intro. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if I'm feeling very brilliant or wonderful right now, but I'll take this. <laughs> now, we have had Heather on before. Obviously, we will continue having her on because we're obsessed with her books uh, and her in general. Um, now, for those of you who don't know her, she is a USA Today bestselling author. Uh, and she has a diverse range of books available, like all of the all of the tropes, all of the types. You can just you can find anything. But we do have a question for you, Heather. Like, are you a vampire? <laughs> nope. Because literally, when do you sleep? Like the amount of books you pump out, and then you know you've got to chase down Tate. You know all of these things. You're moving across the country. It's just like. When do you sleep? Mm. Well, sleep's, you know, overrated and it's pretty much for the week because, you know, I don't think I've slept a full night really, truthfully, since my kid was born. Um, yeah. so I got 22 years and still, and still going strong here. Uh, oh actually, no, I think the, the biggest part for me is that when I sit down to write, I write. I don't, I don't sit there and go, I mean, there are days when I totally screw off and just like, I don't feel like writing today. I'm going to watch YouTube all day. <laughs> I love that. I call it research and, and that's what I do. And, and sometimes it is research. And it's just like, I'll have conversations with Tate that have absolutely nothing to do with what we're working on. It might be a project that isn't on nobody's radar and maybe coming years down the road and we'll map out all kinds of things. We're like, this is completely not productive for today. It's not, <laughs> it'll be very productive when we get to it. Um, but also I, it's, I always treat, I treat a little bit of, Okay, let's like words. Um, I have always treated writing a lot like you go to the gym. It's really hard when you first start going to the gym. You don't really want to go. You find a thousand excuses not to go. Then you're really proud of yourself when you go. You walk in the door and you get on treadmill for 15 minutes and then you leave. You're like, hey, I went and I did something. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a lot like that with... Uh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just got a message from Tate that literally, because I said it was on a podcast, I didn't listen in a minute. And she goes, great, I'm going to go watch Netflix. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's like you're busy. Um, yeah, <laughs> Fantastic. So she could go, go get in trouble while I'm not around. But the more you go, the more you get out of it and the stronger you get. So as long as I'm writing every day, I, I mean, doing 5,000 words a day is actually not that hard. And I can get up to 10K a day. And it's still not that hard as long as I've been writing regularly. It's when I take hard, hard breaks that suddenly you're coming back and you're like, okay, 500 words is hard again. And you have to remember mm -hmm. that it's okay to slowly build yourself back up. And that's pretty much all there is to it. And I mean, I like to write, so I write a lot. <laughs> yes, you do. And we <laughs> love it. Um, we're totally here for it. Uh, but also there you have it, folks. That's how we, that's how you get into writing. <laughs> She's just building up the stamina every day. And it's clear that it works for you because I mean, you've got three upcoming releases within the next like three months. Um, <laughs> 
I'm exhausted for you and I'm just going to be reading them. So, you know, I don't really have well, a hard job. kind of fun. One of them is, is finishing a series. So that one was pretty much everything we knew. We knew everything that needed to happen there. And one of them is book seven in a series. And I can't wait to get to that one because I know everything that's going to happen in that book. And then there's the one that's the brand new series that I'm literally sitting here going, right, rewrite, right, rewrite. Okay, get past those three chapters now, right? Rewrite, right, rewrite. Because I'm <laughs> filling out the whole new, a whole new set of characters. Yep. And when I, I know a lot of people give me grief. They're like, you write really long series. Yeah, but they're easier because I know everybody really well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I that's to, true. You know, but, but first books are hard. They're always hard because you have to get to know everybody and you're like, I don't know why they're doing this. They're doing something <laughs> weird. Why are they doing it this way? And then I'll get asked by my beta readers, why are they doing this? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Ask sure. them. This is not yeah. a me. That's not a me question. That's a them. That's definitely a them problem, not a me problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but fortunately, I've always said that my subconscious is way smarter than my conscious mind because stuff will happen in a first book that I'm like, I have no idea why the fuck this is going on, but all right, we're going to go with it. And then like by book two or three, I suddenly understand exactly why all of that happened. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's working out for us all. This is fantastic. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much it. Um, for your, for your longer series, do you ever plan? Cause I know you've, you've got some that are, you know, four books and you've got ones that are just you know eight plus don't you have one that's like 12 or 13 you know? yeah untouchable yeah. is 12 yeah and so do you end is technically 16 although that's if you I think that's if you don't count the half but the novellas that come in between yeah so do you have a plan for them to be that long or does it just it just happens organically yes and no yep untouchable started out as a trilogy that I knew before I finished the first book, there was no way I could tell it in a trilogy. And then I was like, okay. And I looked. It really there. blew up. Well, I, I mean, it just, I was writing the first book and the first book and a lot of people, because it's got a, a, a different pacing than some books do, because it's a lot slower in some ways, but it's a friend's to lover story. And there's a lot of day-to-day -day stuff that goes on in like the first two books. That's actually really important to the overall series because it really gets, lets you get to know them. And then you start to understand why they have the reactions they do to things. Um, and these are characters that have known each other. I mean, two of them have known each other since before kindergarten. And then like another one showed up in second grade, another one showed up when they were in, um, oh God, I want to say middle, junior, junior high, and then another one high school. So Archie's the last one who shows up in ninth grade. But um when I started that I said okay this is going to be a trilogy and I was literally going to start it there was going to be one book in in high school and then a book was going to be in college and then a book when they were adults and we were going to actually have time breaks yeah that did not work out for me not even a little bit um and then I was like okay so as I was writing the first one I, I realized okay this is going to be a lot longer than three books I was like 10 books I can do this in 10 and everyone's like 10 books that's a lot I'm like no <laughs> from what I was seeing from the story just from that first book I'm like I'm gonna need 10 books and then somewhere around book seven yeah I think it was right around trials and tears I realized I needed two more <laughs> I needed to add two more books to it in order to do everything I wanted to do and I really didn't want to add two more books because I was like I'm almost done why am I gonna add more books but I'm glad I did because ultimately I was able to tell the entire story the way I wanted to yeah so but no, they do not always start out that way. In fact, Elizabeth, who's now my PA, has been stressing the last several months. When you come up with new series, four books, Heather, four books, four <laughs> books. That's what you're going for, four books. And I'm like, yeah, this next one, this one is going to be five. And she went, four books. And I went, 
no, it's going to be five. And she said, <laughs> you have to go four books. And I said, yeah, but if I write four books and I know it's going to be five, that means I'm just making more work for myself when I get there. I know it's going to be five. It needs to be five books. I just finished a four book series. I know I can do it. It's just depends on the story that I'm telling. And um, I mean, yeah. Vandals, when I started it, it was going to be eight books. And then before the first book was over, I, I knew I had to add another one. So it became <laughs> nine. But I have flat out said, I will not add more books to the Vandal series. And everybody keeps going, oh, you could add more. Yes, for me to add a book to the Vandal series means I kill a Vandal. And they're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm <sighs> um, down. No, I mean, um, back up, back up. <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to add a book to the vandals you have to understand i will kill a vandal to do it they were like okay maybe we don't oh, want you oh yeah that's that's uh that's rough that's a hard one for me because whilst i'm there for it also i wouldn't trust that you would i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> No, that's, that's, that's a bad idea. I yeah. have a long letter to write at the very end of the last book that I have a feeling is going to have people screaming by the time they're done. So when I tell them what the original plan was. Oh, oh yeah. Exciting. I'm fairly certain the original plan will probably give massive amounts of reaction. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So let's talk about these. Let's talk about these books. So Last Word comes out on the 11th of October. It is the fourth and final book in the Cardinal Sin series. Now, obviously, we are obsessed. I'm currently reading it now, the Advanced Reader Coffee. Um, I've got some thoughts. I can't obviously share them here, so I will share them with you in a separate chat. Um, I'm loving it, obviously. Uh, but it is a all of our favorite tropes put together. It's an enemies to lovers. It's a why choose. It's a dark romance. We've got like a badass female main character, <laughs> like totally gives Dexter vibes. So we are here for it. So for anybody that's listening that hasn't started this series, like seriously, this is the perfect time to get into it because especially if you are a person that doesn't start reading until the series is finished, you can totally start reading now because mm. book four will be out. You'll be up to date. Um, honestly, it is like chef's kiss. So that is one of the releases. Then, as you said, you've got book seven in the 82 Street Vandals series, which, by the way, the cover was just revealed for. Oh, <laughs> God. That cover. I to get Liam's cover out there. Is so hot. Like, I don't know what it is about the fighting and the bruised eye and everything. It's just like all the little details. I'm just totally here for it. Like, What's scary is that the picture came with the, the model because I, I used the same model for, for Rome's book as well as for Liam's. And in the pictures, when I was looking at the model, he had the black eye. And I yeah, kept perfect. And me and two other people were going, is it makeup or is it real? I don't and care. we can't tell. <laughs> and I, I, and I'm, actually, I'm good with that because yes. it looks real. And I'm like, I'm going with it because it's perfect for Liam. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. They're my two. Oh, I love them. I'm sorry. I love I, them. I'm sorry, guys. I just have to say Roman Liam. So I could see out there now yeah if you just let the Holy cat out of shit, i'm sorry yeah i swear to god oh. it's okay everybody loves roman liam i i find it entertaining that i feel bad for poor kellen because he doesn't get anywhere near as oh much no as he deserves. 
Mm. He deserves lots of love. And I do love Kellen though. I, I do. love Kellen. I f- you fall in love with Kellen. I pretty much love book one. What can I say? Yeah. But it is mm. dark. It is Wachu's enemies to lovers, forced proximity. And I am just obsessed with the series. Like people, I, I don't wait for the last two books to come out. You need to get into it now if you haven't started reading it because every book I just become more and more obsessed with the characters and like I don't want the series to end but I also don't want you to kill someone else off so don't go getting <laughs> rash about that um <laughs> because honestly there's times where you think that, that that you're going to kill someone off you're like oh my god is this is this the end is this where we're going is this no no um yeah. but I I just love them and I love that every book we're just getting more and more of their backstories and their mannerisms and just yeah. like the way that their relationship is built up because this essentially is like a story of, you know, people with a hard past who have built their own family, yeah. um, you know, around them. And I, yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. I love Rome and Liam's relationship. Um, <laughs> because I just, I love Rome and I just love how like, Liam just like accepts him 100% for exactly how he is for all of his mannerisms and everything like that. And he's just 100% like supportive and also like just one little snippet. I'm not going to spoil anything else, but one little snippet from (laughs) book six, which was like one of my favorite moments in the whole book, which is when Liam like finally catches up to them and Rome's just like, you're you're late. late. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, it's just such a Rome thing to say. But he's just like nothing else, like nothing of everything that's going on. Just you're late, and so Liam's like, like, I know. But I love the fact that you've also got Liam accepts him for everything that he is, but Rome has absolute faith in him. Yeah, I know he has absolute faith in, and that's what I love because, like, he's just like 100. Like, I'm not worried at all. Like, Liam will be there. We just have to do what we're doing and he'll be there and also like in that same scene how he's like you're gonna have to punch me before he's already fit like he hasn't even finished the sentence in Rome just like boom (laughs) I'm just like I just love it he's like yeah well you know I'm a bit pissed at you because you took longer than I expected so like they all have really traumatic childhoods really but I don't know there was just something about theirs that just broke my heart (laughs) I was just like there's this one story I have not actually told what happened to their parents. And I yes. actually find it interesting that nobody ever asks. It's like they don't want to know. <laughs> no, I don't think, no, I can, I get that. I get that. But it's what's brought them together, essentially, all of their, yeah. all of their dark pasts and stuff like mm. that. But yes. In, they were all in foster care. And I think, and I actually think one of the best things about Vandals for me as the author, because from the get-go, I mean, like when I started Untouchable, a lot of it was in Frankie's point of view and then we got the guys' POVs in their um, text messages to each other, which I had a lot of fun with. But then going on, I started adding their POVs in. Traditionally for me, like particularly when I would write MF, I always wrote male and female perspective. I never wrote books just from one person's point of view. It's very limiting. <laughs> it's extremely limiting. That's when you're mm-hmm. only in one point of view, which is actually the problem I'm having with the book I'm working on right now. Because <laughs> it's like, I want to go to the other POVs, but I can't yet. So but it's fine. It's fine. It'll all be fine. It'll all work out. But with Vandals, from the day I, I saw that story form in my head, um, 
I always knew it was going to be about all of them. It wasn't just going to be Emerson's story. Mm. It's Emerson's story. It's Jasper's story. It's Milo's story. It's everybody's story. And um, they're everybody's backgrounds, as different as they are from Vaughn's to Jasper's to Milo's to um, Kellen's there's a reason, you know, they, they all come, they all have to, you know, they have to either overcome their background or it's just informed who they became. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. Um, I have fun with them. (laughs) And of course, they're fucking Freddie. So what you going to do? Oh my God, Freddie. But also like, and I was talking to somebody about it, like the clubhouse um, in, in book six, I'm like, like I want to move into it. So <laughs> especially now that they're doing all the renovations. <laughs> mm. That's what I'm saying. So like I'm there for that clubhouse. Anyway. I want to move what? into it. Obviously. Um <laughs> so them there as well. <laughs> obviously. I'm not moving in there by myself. No, you don't want to live there by yourself. No. Um <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I would highly recommend that people jump into that series if they haven't already read it. Uh, and then the other release you've got, which is the new the new series, which is Problem Child, which will be book one in blue Ivy prep. Also, I'm really loving that color because I love that. I love the color scheme of it. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, and I don't know why immediately my mind's going, imagine that in foil. Anyway. <laughs> I really should imagine that in foil. It's going to be really pretty. Oh, so freaking pretty. I, and the fun thing about that is you're, like a, you're like a magpie like we have these birds anything shiny to like shiny things so oh i like, like magpies we have magpies we have magpies we have oh, crows we have ravens they're all in the corvid family yeah so yeah they all love the the really shiny things yeah i'm exactly yeah. like that she's a magpie it'll be fun i'm a um, squirrel and she's a magpie <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like squirrel <laughs> See, I would occasionally, I'm very squirrel and other days I'm not, I'm, I'm the nut crusher. So, I mean, Tate calls me a hard ass, which I think is hilarious. In her phone, she, she always tells me that she says, my name is Heather Hardass Long in her phone. But she also has that, that emoji with the, the flat eyes and the mouth. She goes, so every time I send her a message, it always looks like I'm pissed off at her. And I went, well, then change the emoji. <laughs> but also I am. So you yeah. better not back off. Exactly. Get your shit done. Let's go. Chop, chop. Uh, um, yeah. Blue Ivy Prep. That I've actually been waiting to write this book since January of 2020. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. That, that is literally when I decided that Casey was going to be, you know, a character that we were going to see. And I'd, I'd finished Changes in Chocolates by that point. And I would think I was working on Keys and Kisses. So, and she actually makes the Torched Girls and, and, and Casey all make an appearance in Hangovers and Holidays. The yeah. same way Emerson does. Frankie sees them at a show yep. and then we actually get to meet the characters in like book seven and they have appearances going forward. Is it book seven? Yes, it's book seven. Wait, what happens in which book? Yeah, it's book seven. And then we see them again a couple, three more times in the series. And you don't have to have read Untouchable to read this. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of, there's probably some Easter eggs in it that you'll get if you've read Untouchable. But mm-hmm. I'm trying very much to make each series independent. It's like you absolutely do not need to read Untouchable in order to read Emerson's books. Mm-hmm. Although Emerson debuted in that series, it doesn't matter. It literally, they saw her at a show. Yeah. 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 They saw her at two shows, I think, before she actually, the first book happens. Mm. So. It's such a pretty cover. I want, so what do we- I want my hair that color. Do you reckon I can pull it off? 
You could totally pull it off. I reckon I can. I think you can too. <laughs> what do we what do we expect from Blue Ivy Pet? Like, so it is it is a um, rock star romance. Right? It is a rock star romance. Why choose? Um, it is definitely why choose. I I could it's gonna be bully, which is probably the most bully thing I have ever written. Well, you know we're <laughs> for that. <laughs> what do you mean the most bully thing? I've never written a bully book. I've done enemies to lovers and I've had bullying happen, but I've never done a bully book. Oh, this is, this is probably the most bully thing I've ever written. Um, and I have enough people who are going, you can be meaner. Okay. <laughs> I'll be meaner. Um, Here it comes. <laughs> it's not really, that's not really my, it's not really my jam, but let's do it. Let's go for it. And I'm actually starting to have fun with it now. So we'll see. I, I, it's, I mean, we know we're in trouble when Heather starts having fun with the bullying parts. <laughs> Well, yes, but see, I, I love, I love a good grovel and, and same to get to a good grovel. You need to have some, it needs to be brutal before that. You need yeah. to get to the brutal part first. And yeah, that part's not always fun, but it can be entertaining depending on what you're doing. Uh-huh. Um, but I love, there's a lot about the school that I've had like building in my head for years. So being able to literally sit down now and, and take all the pieces that I've, sort of all the little breadcrumbs that I left in Untouchable and then put it together in this has been a lot of fun. And the, um, the cover that we revealed is not actually the original cover that I had for this series. The original cover I had for the series was actually done by an artist named Carly Quinn Saylor was her name. Okay. And she passed away over a year ago, rather unexpectedly. She was very young and had a young daughter and it really sucked. It mm-hmm. was just like out of nowhere, it just happened. And the um her family said that they would make arrangements to get everybody the art from the you know if you'd had previous orders with them and stuff and like she hadn't finished the whole series she'd only done the first book and I was like I don't I don't want to do that I I went ahead and I I've had um I went Stefan Steph and I talked about it and then using that cover as kind of like the inspiration we would then move forward to doing what we're doing now but the Harley's getting I'm putting Harley in the book she's actually in the series for her just That's so nice. I could have her in there because you know it really sucked when she died yeah absolutely but it's a nice tribute to her like in those circumstances and then mm. having her a part of it that's that's nice to have her legacy yeah, going but that's that where way. the teal hair came from too she heard the cover that I got from her had this beautiful teal hair so from that oh. point forward she had this gorgeous blue hair all the way through the series so it's like okay well we got to do that and then uh yeah a lot of fun though with her uh, blue hair and not changing it for school. Yes, <laughs> love that, love that. Okay, so okay, wait. We were talking about what was in the series. It's fully. It's uh, technically academy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So also my first hush, Ava. Sorry. Um, my dog is right there. So if she starts barking, it's going to be very loud. <laughs> <laughs> um so there's fully it's academy it's white shoes definitely rock star um i would say the other tropes but they would be spoilers i'll tell you no we afterwards. don't want that yeah 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 yeah. I'll tell you afterwards so yes but uh and if you've read untouchable you'll know what one of them is but i'm still not saying it out loud. <laughs> you know if you got it from the book you got it you already know but uh-huh mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds very exciting. So people can go and pre-order that because it comes out on the 22nd of November. Mm-hmm. So go and get your pre-orders in for that one because, um, yeah, you just know it's going to be epic. So, I mean, we have endorsed it. I think that's <laughs> so enough. So we've endorsed it. We haven't read it, but it's going to be It's amazing. enough. It's amazing. enough. We already yeah, know. You don't even need to know anymore. Nope. No, just click pre-order. Done. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm fully there for an Academy bully. I'm there for that so bad. Rockstar, blue hair. And it's a girl band. Uh I haven't haven't read one with a girl band. Forged is a girl band. So, like, I have this shirt. I don't know if I can show it here. Oh, yes. Yes, I love that. Forged logo on. And if you got one of the Frankie Pops in the... um, uh, in the Frankie box, she's wearing a torched shirt. That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, so I love girls, that. So they're, they're, they're three girls. And I actually took some of the inspiration for that loosely from um, Wilson Phillips. Yep. If you remember back in the day when they first launched, you know, because the Phillips girls are from our, uh, our China Phillips is Michelle Phillips' uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Wilson sisters are from Brian, are Brian Wilson's daughters. So like they come from a legacy of, of uh, musical families and then they started their own group. So that was actually what I, I, I started that loosely is where Yvette, Aubrey and uh, KC got together is that they know each other through their families who are various levels of, you know, whatever. Like Casey's mom is a actress, uh-huh. good times. So, you know, it's different things there. And so I have, I have a lot of phones. It's a girl band and, and these aren't girl backstabbing girls. These are, you know, they're best friends, they're damn near sisters. And so I have a lot of fun with the idea that they're going in that starting school. She's already got allies. Yes, absolutely. Love that. Love a good BFF, you know. <laughs> oh, BFFs are where it's at, man. I have so much fun writing BFFs. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ride or die. Um, you know, it's Laney. It's Laney and Emerson, like, there for that. I love Laney. Same. Same. Um, anyway, just simping on all the characters. Let's move, let's move on. So now I just know that you're gonna have some stories, and I feel we should just let them out here from your cross-country trip. Like, there's no way that there haven't been some stories on that trip like everybody knows things happen on road trips um well i think the biggest challenge we had when we were first starting it was that my dogs which are all fairly large dogs um have had a backyard pretty much their entire lives so going to the bathroom on a leash not really their jam and they had to figure that out pretty quick um so we were having and my son was driving his car and i was driving mine so we were you know basically following each other all the way across and we were only doing eight to nine hours a day so that we could stop. You know, we did regular breaks for the dogs. And then we also had to stay at hotels, um, which was a joy and rapture to what the dogs. Every time they'd hear a, a door close in the hallway would lose their damn minds. And oh, my God. Oh my God. Um, or the night that, you know, they would constantly get up like at midnight or 1 a.m. Every night, somebody had to go out to go to the bathroom. And that was in um, our first stop was in somewhere in Colorado. It was very low down in the state. I can't remember the name of the city right now. Trinidad. Thank you. I heard that from the other side of the house. We're in Trinidad. 
And the funny story there is that there was like nowhere really it looked like to walk until the next morning when we actually had light that we could see where there was an actual place to walk the dogs. <laughs> I actually walked one of the dogs around like anywhere I could find grass for a half hour in the middle of the night and she still wouldn't pee. And I'm like, oh my God. So when she finally peed, we literally cheered and scared her. <laughs> and she's like, I'm never doing this again. This <laughs> is way too much effort. Like I cannot pee, um, you know, on demand. On, on demand. And I like also just have like stage fright a lot. Like if people, if I know, like if I'm like lining up in a, in a bathroom line and like by the time I get there and I know people are waiting for me, like I'm like, oh my God. I can't pee now. Like people are waiting for me. There's so much pressure. So like I can understand the dog's issues there. Mm. But we were laughing because Ava had zero issues. She um she was like, anywhere we stop, pee, poop, you got it, mom. Here you go. She pooped for me everywhere. I have picked up more crap for that dog than I have for any other dog on the planet. But we we did laugh that we discovered a, a secret to get them to go was that we kept them kind of clustered together when one would start to pee, the others yes. would queue up. I'm yeah. like, oh, you know you're British when even your dogs queue up. <laughs> and they all take turns peeing on the same spot. And then yes. for the most part, we, we found out we could get them going. That was like, all right, cool, that worked. Um, and then as we're leaving Trinidad that morning, we we're going to stop at a Starbucks to, to get coffee. And it wasn't a Starbucks. It was only inside the Safeway, but the one inside it was closed. I was like, oh, crap. And the next one was like 100 miles down the road. So it's like, fine. And it wasn't until we're leaving the little Safeway parking lot and we're pulling down and we start going down this little hill that I go, oh i recognize this the previous march or last march previous march yeah last march when i went up to colorado for my week yeah. uh, my, my 10 days in estes park i drove through trinidad in the snow and it was snowing like hell when i got off the highway there to stop at the one starbucks <laughs> that we're supposed to have that was not there and i could not find um, and then realized it was inside the grocery store and it was closed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oops. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then we were basically, it was just a lot. I think Denver, we had a lot of traffic, um, a lot of stop and go. And then after that, we had a really nice clean shot through the mountains up into Wyoming, which is where we stopped next. And then we realized we had to drive through Idaho at some point. We were like, wait. We have to go through Idaho? Idaho's on? And we both forgot Idaho was even there. Like, <laughs> Sorry, people who live in Idaho. Um, well, I know I had to go down into Utah and then back up because you're, you're driving in the mountains. So you're following the mountains yeah. in and out. And, and let me tell you how many times my ears popped going up and down. Oh, God. Um, but my poor kid, my kid drives my old car. My car is a, my old car is a 2010 Yaris. And now I have a new a Ford Escape. Um, so when we'd start, he'd be flooring it, going 90, having a good time and start going up a mountain and just like, eee! and then just die on the ass because <laughs> the, the, the little, all the gerbils in the engine go, Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Um, and I would always laugh at it because my car had zero issues with it, but I had to stay right behind it. So I would slow right down too. Um, and then we ran into a lot of rain in Wyoming, which made that part of the, we, we actually got to a point where it was 80 miles an hour. I was like, score. And then it started pouring rain on us. And we're like, damn it. <laughs> Want to go fast. But, uh, really, I, most of the stories weren't that exciting. I mean, a lot of it was just, <laughs> I think we talked more about getting the dogs to pee and poop on that road. And we have fire trip was consumed by dog toilet times. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, making sure that they got their right, you know, got their moments. Um, I spent most of the ride or the drive listening to the Shadow Beast series. 
Uh-huh. Because I had started it when I'd gone up to Colorado in May or May in March. I'd done the first two books, um, so I was listening to. It was rejected, reclaimed, reborn. I think reborn is the third one. So I'd read, I listened to that one, and then I listened to Deserted, and I started on Compelled, and we then we were here. So I haven't read Deserted and Compelled yet. I've read the other three. I yeah. want to, I want to read. I just haven't had a chance. Well, I'm gonna. I haven't finished Compelled, so I'm probably just gonna finish it reading it wise. And I know that. Um, it's like I'm waiting for whatever. I, I started bugging her as soon as I got, you know, once we got a couple of days and I'd gotten a breathing room, I, I had to, I had to bug her. I'm like, okay, I don't normally do this, but this chair character needs a damn book. Are they getting a book? <laughs> you became that person. I did. I became like, that where's, person. where's the side characters? Where's the I spin-off? Mean, usually I'm, 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 usually I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good about it. I won't be too annoying, but I do ask. <laughs> and I wanted to know and I mean I've, I've done this to Malini Singh and I actually got my way with that one so I was very happy about that <laughs> but uh, it's just been a while so now no that's pretty much the most exciting thing and now we're li- we're basically in a rental and we're house hunting and I'm trying to finish my books being on a deadline while being in a rental where you have nothing that's yours and everything you're doing is on a laptop <laughs> not always conducive to creativity but I'm working on it (laughs) she's getting there she's getting there people also I love that you were like yeah we only drove like eight or nine hours a day like we just we kept it short like I mean how many more hours were you gonna drive like 24 I reckon reckon you could do an easy 12 to 14 in a day Um, I've done 18 to 20 yeah. before without Jesus yeah like but you Um, stop along the way hence the vampire discussion is what I'm saying (laughs) um I was trying to think. I'm, I was trying to think where we were. Like, I don't even know where we went. We were like in the mountains somewhere over there as well. I want to say it was in Ohio. <laughs> it probably wasn't. Um, actually, it was four years ago today. Like, because Facebook just keeps reminding me it's horrendous. Um, but yeah, we drove. We did one, and we ended up driving like through like Kentucky and stuff. We did a fourteen hour drive, but you stop along the way, and you're like, oh, okay. Cool. Well, well, it depends on. I mean, it depends on how you're doing it. Um, I've done, I've done twenty plus hour drives. I drove. I drove to Canada from Dallas. I drove to Ontario. Right. That is a long drive. Ottawa, not Ontario. That is a very long drive. Um, it's even longer when you go when you cross. You drive straight up to Michigan and then you go across the Lansing um, port of entry because. Their speed limits suck up there. Um, <laughs> love the Canadians. Very nice people. Learn how to yeah, go faster. They are actually slow, Must aren't they? Yeah. Go faster because they yeah. drive very slow. <laughs> mm. So it took like twice as long to go from that. So to go from the port of Lansing all the way over to Ottawa. And of course, there was tons of tra- traffic in Ontario, but I stopped at uh, the Niagara Falls because I'd never seen it. So I yes. stopped at Niagara Falls to go and look at that. And then continued on my way up. And then when I came back, I drove, I came through Thousand Islands in New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did I dropped that right down I've done that. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then I-80. And I was like, it'd go 80 miles an hour on I-80. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, we um we did from Quebec City, and then we drove like, yeah, through Montreal to ottawa got to toronto did niagara and then we're like we're not continuing on anymore we'll fly to vancouver <laughs> um, no, i wouldn't drive oh good god i would not drive from there to vancouver oh no no well, 
Yeah, oh, Vancouver's I mean. early, um, from where I am right now, Vancouver's about 90 minutes-ish north of me. Oh. <laughs> I've been sending, actually, you know that video I sent you this morning on TikTok, that would probably be around where Heather is right now, because I'm pretty Ooh. sure that's in um, Washington State up there. Oh, so I sent a man to this video, Did you see a video of an, of an octopus in a, in, a, in, a, in a freshwater river? No. <laughs> Apparently there was an octopus in a freshwater river and they thought moving its way along the side. And I'm looking at that going, I don't want to live there. I'm good. We'll live somewhere oh. not where that river is. <laughs> do, you no. live near, do you live near Twilight? Is that where, is that where um, you are now? Actually, no, I don't, but I could probably get there in an hour. Yeah. An hour and a half. We are going to go because my kid actually does want to go and see it. Yeah. yeah. I find it highly entertaining and laugh my ass off because I had to read those books for that child many years ago <laughs> when he wanted to read them and I wasn't sure whether they were appropriate or not because I'd never read them and then I read them and I really never got those you know several days of my life back but I also then had to go see all the movies yes absolutely we saw all the movies we were obsessed well, with that at that like, time okay I do not like Bella at all but that yeah, is yeah. not actually, it's not even, and you know, I, I have since learned, I didn't like Kristen Stewart for the longest time, but no, it's really not Kristen Stewart's fault. It's, I just don't like the way they directed Bella at all. Yeah. I don't like anything about her character and she bored me to tears. I liked Jacob in the books um, and I loved Alice and I'm team Alice all the way on that yeah. one. Uh -huh. um, and I liked Jasper. Yeah. And I think she did probably the single most clever thing I've ever seen done in a book when she did, when Stephanie Meyer wrote New Moon and she did the, after Edward left, you see October, November, yeah. December. I loved how they did it in the movie and I loved how they did it in the book. And there's my complimentary comments about the, the all of that series. Um, that and they had an excellent soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I kept yeah. finding myself oh. watching it and the kid would go, you hate this movie. Why are you watching it? And I couldn't figure it out. And then I bought the soundtrack and I never watched it again. So I was good. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, in one of our lockdowns, they, they had, um, they had the twilight on Netflix all of a sudden. They're like, you can, and I was like, you know, well, I've got nothing else to do. I'm just going to binge this again. And then uh, my kids watched it too. They're, well, at the time, <laughs> what, what were they? Eight and eight and 11 um I wasn't so much worried about my daughter because she loves reading all that type of stuff anyway but I was a bit worried with my little boy and I'm like oh well here's what he is this point he loved it he thought it was fantastic we're in Armageddon times things just go as they are <laughs> I, but you have a, a new appreciation I think for it now like I mean there were times when we went and watched it at the movie and we're like Jesus Christ <laughs> the two things that got me when we went to the films to watch it was the woman sitting behind me who was easily 20 years my senior who woohooed when Jacob took his shirt off that <laughs> skeeped me out I was just like okay nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I and I thought like Jasper's fantastic in the book, but I feel like it wasn't portrayed in the movie at all. Well, like it, he was an afterthought in the yeah in the in the, in the movie was he was just I there. Mean, honestly, Rosalie had great stuff in the books. I yeah, mean, and they gave, her, gave it a little to her when she did the whole. You know, I used to be a little. I was a little theatrical back then, um, but again, she was pretty much an afterthought. And the same with um, Emmett. 
Yeah, I know. They were all fantastic characters in the book. Um, and then we watched, I think we watched the movie first in a way, Amanda, and then we read the books afterwards. Where normally, which I'm glad I did it that way. I would never have watched the movie otherwise. Where normally if I read the book, I find it really hard to then. I need to read. Something. I need to watch a movie first before I read the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if I've got the opportunity. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, would I, would I love, you know, do I want to ever have my books made into a television series or a movie? And I'm like, no, I really yeah, don't. Yeah, it's hard because it is, it is different. It's inherently different. So if you've read the book and then you watch the movie, you would just criticise it the whole time. Yeah. You kind of need to watch it first and then read the book and get all this backstory and extra stuff that you never, yeah, yeah that's what I think anyway. Well, and, and then when they, I mean, there are things that they'll do in movies where they'll make artistic changes or they'll do uh-huh. adaptations. I mean, they've done a lot of that with the MCU because a lot of the stories they've told in the MCU were told in the comics first. And I read most of those. But the way they're yeah. telling them in the MCU is completely different because it's a completely different canvas. Yeah. And I, I'm good with that because, you know, you've got the whole multiverse idea. So anything can happen anywhere in any order. Um, but it's not like, but then you go and you do something like Harry Potter. And the first two movies were f- super faithful to the books. Um, and then you get to the third movie. And I don't know, I think Alfonso Cuaron is a, incredibly gifted director but i do not know what he was smoking when he made that movie because prisoner of azkaban was my favorite book and that is my least favorite movie hey, that was weird that was I a weird just... movie so yeah, Annie, i have to um i've got a confession to make here so I yeah watched... i can't wait for you to get to this confession because i know what it is <laughs> i i'm not entirely sure if i've watched all the harry potter movies um because ultimately they're a good binge. They're a good binge if you watch it. I don't. Need, I haven't uh, watched watched them in order. I know that because I just like sometimes they'd be on TV and I'm then I just watch it. No idea what's going on. And then yeah, go into another thing. Anyway, so who knows? I may have watched all of them. Sometimes <laughs> I think I haven't watched it, and then I watch, and then it'll just be there, and I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh no, I think I remember these parts. I don't know if I've watched the whole movie or just parts of it. They are long. Like the more. Oh, the last, the last two are like a marathon. The last two did not need to be two movies. No, I don't think so either. I thought no, they, they, they really did not need to that. be two movies. And then when we when we talk about um, when we talk about MCU, Amanda, what are your thoughts on that? Oh God, okay, I'm gonna brace myself for this only because brace yourself, I, Heather. Brace I, I'm it. very good and not going on my rant about the MCU. So go ahead. Look, it's just you know again it's another one like harry potter isn't it just watch some of it there Mm -hmm. watch don't know what i've watched there definitely haven't watched it in order um she she watches them as background movies i I watch them as backgrounds uh shows while i'm reading and sometimes i just watch and then i can message back though because she's watched all of them we're like what's this person what's very true and that's why it's good background uh you know viewing because i get i get the you know the eye candy uh, don't know the storyline at all you watch 100% i don't know i don't know like why are you doing this i'm not invested in it so like when it happens i'm like oh i wonder why that person did that there's obviously a backstory there don't know what it is started watching like i think the third avengers first out of every oh my god what are you doing yeah, I like the number of people who probably started watching the MCU with Infinity War. 
Uh, that's her. That is yeah. her. But there was a ridiculous number of people that started who suddenly went, you know what, this looks like event movie, so we have to go see it. And okay, they were. Infinity War and Endgame were both event movies and they managed to completely kill my love for the entire fucking universe with those two films. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah. And then I sent her a list and I was like, this is actually the true order if you're going to watch them on how because the way they came out was not right. And so I was like, this is, and she's like, I'm not doing that. That's way too, way too much. <laughs> That's like watching Star Wars. You can watch them in release order. You can watch them in time order and like, yeah. time, like timeline wise, or you can just go in through and cherry pick the ones you want to watch because I've never watched like, Star Wars. Like I, Chris, Chris watches it. I, yeah, I I'm not really it. into Star Wars either. Like oh, I, I grew Star Wars, the original movie before it was a new hope or episode four, any of that, when it first came out in 77 was the very first movie I ever saw in a theater. I was five years old. Absolutely. <laughs> totally fucking fell in love with it. You know, adored it. Watched Empire Strikes Back in 1980, watched uh, Return of the Jedi in 83. I must've seen Return of the Jedi like 380 some odd times in the theater. I shit <laughs> you not. I watched it that many times. My sister-in-law jokes she will never play a trivia game with me or my husband about Star Wars because we could probably tell her how many hairs were on a Wookiee. And I said that would not be determinable because they fed. So it's just like a dog. <laughs> Actually, well, I couldn't do that's that. That's commitment. Yeah. That's commitment. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, no. and I've, I've watched the other movies. I mean, I didn't even, I mean, I liked, I love Star Wars in the sense that it was the first set of movies I ever saw. And I love the idea of the space opera and I like the way they told the story. I mean, even the little bit of incest they threw in there because he had no idea what he was doing and he hadn't decided they were going to be brother and sister yet. This makes you it know, spicy. Whatever. That's all. Sure, why not? Works for me. Um, That's when incest but- was cool. Like you. <laughs> okay look after flowers in the attic i don't want to hear anybody talking about game of thrones okay i read flowers in the attic when i was like 11 and people are like you couldn't let kids read that stuff 100 percent. i read flowers in the attic when i was in primary school too and i watched the movie and that's why i just find it absolutely hypocritical when you see shit that gets taken away like taken off amazon or because it's got incest in it i'm like is this a joke like where were you, where were you all? Okay, it's, like, it's largely. I, I honestly think it's because the the prudish factor in this country is so ridiculously overwrought. And I I joke with Tate on a regular basis. She's like, "What is wrong with America?" And I said, "You have to remember, the British sent all of the pilgrims here, so they sent all of their alt right religious nut jobs over here to settle, to get mm-hmm. them out of the country. And then they sent all the cool criminals to Australia." Yeah, we got all the we got all the degenerates. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, there's exactly a reason true. why there's a difference. That is actually true. As I will say that I do love the tribute to Australia in Last Word. Just saying, um, it's a very small part. It's Which very one? small part. Let me find it and I'll bring it up for you. Um, I was just laughing. I'm like standard. It was loving. Okay, sorry guys. This is gonna have to cut out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, yep. <laughs> um, yes, okay. So I did say before that I was going to 
to do a little bit of a reveal because see last night there was a drunk author chat and um <laughs> and there was a big discussion about sex toys um big discussion yep and about how heather had um I found a whole Christmas advent calendar that I've already asked Chris for. I'm so excited about it. I saw that comment. I need to get a link to that, please. I will. I'll send it to you. It's amazing. And you can even get like like male ones too. Like I said, I'll get you this. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, and we can open one every day leading up to Christmas. It's like, um, so exciting. Are we going to have it out here on the buffet too? Like where we put the kids' ones with the children? <laughs> no, this is a private one to have a little fun with. Get with the program. Yeah. Yeah, goodness. Um, yeah, so I was saying like Beck's got her yellow box that needs to be discarded once she dies. Um, I've already mm-hmm. got my instructions <laughs> about that, um, about disposing of that. That's fine. Um, I've got that under control. Now, mm. I must say like, and there is a backstory here I can't tell the backstory but ultimately um I my children are very nosy and so having my toys in a box would just not do because they would end up strewn across the house one of them would likely put it in their backpack and take it to school you know um something would happen like that because more often than not my daughter finds things and she just claims them as her own and she's like this just looks cool I'm gonna put it there again anyway, she's like a little mini magpie she's like a magpie she's building a nest with Collects little everything. stolen things around the home anyway so um as a result my husband and I bought a safe and we put ours in a safe now nothing else is in the safe I do not have a safe with cash in it I do not have a safe with any type <laughs> of, of anything in it I literally just have a safe for sex toys and the amount of times my kids have asked me about the safe. Can we go in the safe? What's in the safe? Um, and you know, you know, they're breaking into it. And they they want to they want to uh-huh. crack the safe, but it, it is a movable safe because, like, you know, I don't need to obviously bolt it down. Um, <laughs> so it can be moved, and my husband and I have joked about it a lot. Um, if our house ever gets raided or broken into, um, somebody's going to be taking that safe, thinking they're getting, you know like a big haul like these people got a safe and they they didn't lock it down and then they open it up and it's gonna get a whole bunch of sex toys you need to leave a note in there <laughs> yeah i i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have to because i just like i get a little like i just have a little google about it all the time because i'm thinking well sucked in if you get to that point like the best the best you're just gonna get used sex toys anyway i'm That's on them. stuff that doesn't belong to you exactly exactly mm. so it yeah anyway yeah so at the moment they are secure so you know (laughs) I'm not going to have an awkward situation where I call down to the school because my child has sex toys in their bag let's just say unless they take the whole safe with them yeah this is true this is true I feel like I'd notice that though because it is heavy so (laughs) I feel like I would notice if I would carry how many dildos you got in there why is it so heavy (laughs) you know illegal in Texas (laughs) I would be I would be considered illegal in Texas um, yeah. for my stash. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being well prepared is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get to the would you rather questions. Beck, you've okay. got okay. quite okay. a lot. Okay. 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 All right. 
Um, all right. Let me see what we have here. Okay. Would you rather hook up with your neighbor or your accountant? I don't have an accountant, so we'll go with an accountant. <laughs> Just find a hot one. Totally yeah, there you go. Okay. There's a hot would, one. There's a hot one in my in, in Cardinal Sins. We'll take him. We'll take him. All right. Yeah, I was would literally you, just thinking about ratio. Right <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather have sex on a pile of popcorn or a pile of Skittles? This is her favorite question, by it's the way. Favorite. It's weird, right? This is the nastiest thing ever. <laughs> After seeing those commercials in movie theaters where people go up and they eat Skittles that are stuck on someone else's skin. So how about fuck no? We'll do. We'll go with popcorn. <laughs> Not seeing those commercials. Oh, they, they, they were for like a year. I swear. <laughs> Every time my husband and I went to see a movie, this commercial would come up. And it would be something like eat the rainbow and you'd see this guy who basically had skittle zits for lack of a better term and some girl would pick the skittles off and eat them and i was just so grossed out i can't even look at skittles anymore <laughs> i do not think this ad campaign did what they thought this ad campaign would do no no so popcorn yep okay <laughs> <laughs> okay would you rather Sit on a dick and eat cake or sit on a cake and eat dick? It's a legitimate question. It's <laughs> a lot of... We only ask the serious questions around here. I'm going to say sit on the dick and eat the cake because sitting on cake would be slimy. Yeah. <laughs> so You've, chosen many... the right... You've chosen the right option there. So many. <laughs> okay. Right. Would you rather... Sneeze every time you orgasm or orgasm every time you sneeze. No, oh, I, I could go with the orgasm every time you sneeze. That would be great. I reckon. Amanda would have. I can't do that because I'm a serial sneezer. I'm a serial sneezer like seven or eight times in a row. And I'd just be like strung out. I'd just be writhing all over the place all day long. Just my allergies. That really doesn't sound like a problem to me. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be a problem in the short term, but in the long term, like I'm trying to do work, I actually like have to go to people's offices and like talk to people and that's maybe a little bit awkward at certain stages. Okay, it could be. Fair enough. But also <laughs> hilarious and highly entertaining. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Would you rather never use sex toys again or never use a microwave again? I can never use a microwave again. I'm, that's easy. Yeah. I barely use one now. Yeah. The only okay. thing we use the microwave for is to make popcorn. So um, but yeah. I can do that on the stove. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think you'd find a loophole for sure. Mm. For sure. Um, okay. Would you rather, <laughs> would you rather fart or burp every time you orgasm? I'm just like, okay. You've thoroughly disturbed her. Well, I'm just trying to picture, you know, it depends on when and where because one or the other would be really unpleasant. Yeah. Let's go with fart. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to answer. If you're having a one-night stand or whatever, it'd be hilarious. 
Oh, man. I mean, it is what it is at that point. Okay. The amount of one night stand stories I've seen on TikTok where I'm just like, oh, cringe. Like, I know. Are you sharing that? <laughs> so much sharing. So, so much, much sharing. sharing. I'm just like, oh, that reminds me. Speaking of sharing, did you hear about Henry Cavill? No. no. What about? Yeah, he, he uh, reportedly, this is alleged, I don't know, there's no confirmation yet. They, uh, they were doing Black Adam showings in Mexico City. He apparently appears in the post-credit scenes as Superman because The Rock has been throwing his weight around like because he really, really, really wants to have Black Adam fight Superman eventually, but he wants it to be Henry Cavill's Superman. So now the rumor is, is that there is another Superman movie coming with Henry Cavill doing it. Look, as excited as I am about this, I was really hoping that it was going to be like a Chris Evans situation where there was like, you know, the lead. And a dick pic. Mm, of the dick pic um i felt so bad for him i did oh, did you stop me from keeping it but i still felt bad for him um, i didn't feel like I, I didn't feel like anybody needed to feel bad for him i felt like everybody should be like good on you mate like uh, no he's fine well. i didn't feel bad for him on that i felt bad for him that he was embarrassed by it i know but in such a cute I, way and I, you know he's my like ultimate hall pass chris evans i mm. i was hoping we were in that sort of situation or like the tommy lee situation where it was just completely okay, so, invited no. Tommy that Lee was up for nine hours and he's like <laughs> and he takes pictures of his dick all the time. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is it. he just writes oops, nothing happens to it. Meanwhile, you post a picture of a of a you know book cover on TikTok with a nipple showing of a man, a man's nipple, and it's like you have breached the sexual content thing. I'm like, he put his dick up on the internet, guys. His dick, his on purpose. Dick. On purpose. On purpose. On purpose. Anyway, there's just some clear, there's some clear um, issues here. This, well, the problem know. is, is it's, it's you're, you're dealing with bots doing the policing as opposed to actual people doing the policing. Mm-hmm. It's why they can't tell context. So if you use certain, certain words will trigger it. Mm. Um, and then they have, you know, if you have too much of the similar material that shows up, then it, you're probably spamming, even if what you're doing is supposed to have similar material. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, our robot overlords are not tra- trained enough to take over yet. I mean, it's good. It's good in a way, just annoying in another way. Like, I just want my little robots to just be like, hey, here's a break. I'm going to give you more than 300 views on TikTok. Thanks a lot, robot. Yeah, our robots are shit on ours. Our robots are real <laughs> shit right now. It's oh, so no, shit. My mind has not let me out of the, the shadow band box in like, three or four months yeah i know yeah, we, we are literally getting the while. smallest like the most amount of views we got was off off a a duet that beck did of these people rubbing ice on their crutch um and we got like four thousand views from that you know i'm like why that's not even that's inappropriate do you know someone actually <laughs> stole our tiktok video put it on youtube and it went viral on youtube it had like a million views over a million Holy views shit. yeah but yeah. we yeah I they just like, downloaded it and then put it into mm, a compilation on youtube mm, and yeah and and one of amanda's clients was the one that seen it she sent it to me going haha and i was like oh awkward, awkward. this is my <laughs> this is my um side hustle at the moment guys so like you know, they don't know about it. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> but yeah, 
So it's still up there, but. Mm. Well, that's why I always say the world is a much smaller place than people think it is. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's also why I feel that we are just ready to explode onto the scene and take this side hustle into the, onto the next level. So, you know, I won't ever have that situation again. Everybody, everybody can know. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway guys just um keep that in mind go ahead hit up the reviews uh on uh, <laughs> share this make it viral <laughs> share it make it viral put a review down i even reported that youtube video too and it didn't do anything like they no, did they nothing don't care. with it they don't care they're like i'm yeah, like it's getting the views for us yeah like you can do the one you can do a video it's the exact same as someone else's your video will get cancelled the other one will get like all these views and it won't get taken down because by that stage it's viral it's like oh that's getting the views it's bringing the people in it's all good yeah. <laughs> well thank you for joining us um we will be putting all the links to your upcoming pre-orders in in the episode bio it's actually already on our facebook post i don't know on our instagram post sorry that i put up yesterday because i just felt like i needed to put all the covers in one place um and so i did put the links to all the pre-orders there as well um, and then i stuck it on my story oh <laughs> i love that um but yes we will obviously be chatting again soon and if anybody hasn't already seen we are actually doing the cardinal sins books in our book box romance cartel um books one and two have already been on pre-order um and books three and four will be available on pre-order in february um they're going to be amazing um but we actually have had a few people reaching out about them um that have become aware of them after the fact. So we'll see what happens there. If we have enough interest, we might offer books one and two again in February so people can get the full set. <laughs> you can only get them from you because I won't have them at bed. Oh, there you go, guys. Go and get it. Go to the website. Hit us up if you didn't get it and you want it and we will, and then we'll put it up again. <laughs> woot, woot. <laughs>